Good afternoon, everybody. How y'all doing? Hope everybody's doing well today. It's it's afternoon, right? Did I say good morning? Afternoon. Yeah, she did say good oh morning. God. It's afternoon. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've been up. I've been up like for so You're long. Ready for then my body morning. thinks it's morning. My, like, my body's like, well, it's been twelve hours. Come so on, it must be morning. It's another morning by now. Um, we are broadcasting live. Yes. From the NEA Conference on Racial and Social Justice 2019. And where are we? We are in the lovely Houston, Texas, home of the Ghetto Boys. Oh, that's home right. That's of right. Masterpiece. <laughs> that's right. Home of all sorts of amazing rap. Yeah, and we ain't mad at you about the Rockets either. So, like, we. we I'm still mad about the Rockets. We're coming from Denver. Uh, um, I don't want. I don't want anybody to fight me right now. But I'm still no, mad about the Rockets. No, I'm I don't know. Mad about the Rockets. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. We are two dope teachers and a mic. My name is Eduardo Munoz. It's your boy Kevin Adams. And we are merely two public school teachers from the city of Denver, all the way out here in the nicest digs. I think yes. we have ever recorded in. The best, dude. It's not, it doesn't get better from here. <laughs> this might no, be it. No. Well, no, they might bring it's us back next better. year. If they bring us back next year. We, <laughs> don't be so pessimistic. We got we to gotta believe. We got to believe, <laughs> right? Hey, so we are, um, so it's been, it's been this incredible honor to be out here uh, just having conversations with educators, um, doing incredible social justice work here um, in this country and even in the state of Texas, like yes. right here yes. um, in Houston. And with us, we have an incredible guest. Karen, I'll let you introduce yourself. All right, so I'm Karen Reyes. I'm a teacher from Austin, Texas. Woo! All right, Austin, Austin Texas. in the house. That's you. So the the progressives in Colorado will be like, man, forget Texas. Oh, except Austin. Austin. Yeah, except Austin. Yeah. Austin's great. <laughs> Good music scene. You know, like that kind of thing. I mean, it's like the saving grace of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I had the I don't, chance you to know, visit Austin last summer for the first time. Yeah, and it was awesome. I saw the bats. Yo, the bats. Saw the the bats? bats are the thing. <laughs> saw the bats. I mean, if you're from Colorado, I, you get I, into the bats. Tacos, breakfast yeah. tacos. Okay, I grew up in San Antonio. So, oh, okay, so. let's hear it. I was just going to say, like, let's hear this. Let's hear I like it. San Antonio. I like San Antonio. I like to go and celebrate at the Alamo. Um, no shade. Uh, <laughs> no shade. But, no like, shade. like the Riverwalk's got some overpriced food. Um, yeah, but it's I, not where you go. You go to the taquerias. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Uh, that's, that's what you got to do. Like it's hard to find a good taqueria. <laughs> so so we've, we've settled there are two, two good places, right? San Antonio and Austin. We don't like the Spurs either, though, but that's just kind of like where we're yeah. at right oh, here. Oh, started about the Spurs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm no, it's, it's, the thing is that we're getting all big-headed because our Nuggets finally, like, weren't terrible. Yeah. And, like, we're extremely happy about that. So, yeah, we are here at the NEA Conference on Racial and Social Justice. We've had great conversations. Um, if you haven't had a chance to catch some more conversations, follow us on Facebook. We have, um, we have streams of conversations with folks from the Mississippi, from Mississippi Freedom Schools, from the Mapso, <laughs> from the Mapso Freedom, Freedom, Freedom School. Schools. There you go. Uh, we talked to the imminent Boots Riley. That's right. We talked to, who else did we talk to we, over the course of uh, the day? We talked to Jesse and Caitlin and yep. Bruce from uh, Black Lives, Black Matter, Lives Matter at school. In the state of Washington. And then who else did we catch? Did we catch? We, it's, so it's been a really long day. We've um, had a lot. <laughs> tell us. So we've had a lot. Comment, um, comment below. If you, yeah, and if, if you want to... If you want to follow us, like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Dope Teachers. So, um, Karen or Karen. So we had this conversation <laughs> off mic about names, and like Kev, you're Kevin. Yes. And and that's not like although in our community, in your community sometimes I'm Kevin. 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 I love Kevin. I love when they call me. Kevin. That's pretty cool. When people so, call me Kevin. So like that's cool. That's so, better. Kevin's boring. I don't think it's boring though. That. I don't think it's boring. I think you got a good name. Nobody ever missed the. Everybody's like, oh, your name is Kevin. Okay. Yeah. 
Or they call me but, Adam. But for me, oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Thing. For me, Kevin it's like Adam. your name is what? <laughs> can you spell? Can you spell that again? How do you say that? Can I call you G? So like all those kinds of things are kind of so being another Rasa educator, like mm-hmm. that's just one of those things. And it's only been in the last like ten years or so where I'm kind of like, no, you're gonna say Gerardo. Say my name right. I'm just gonna say Gerardo. Do you have a nickname? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not one that you can use. Like my wife calls me Hera. You are not you my wife. You can't call me Don't that. Don't call me that. So talk about your name a little bit. Um, so it's interesting that we're having this conversation about names because, you know, I went to a lot of predominantly white schools growing up, yep. you know, even in San Antonio. Um, yep. And so with my community, I'm Karen yep. or La Maestra. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yep. You know, but, you know, in everything else, it just Karen, and even you know, in Latinx communities, we have two last names, so it's Karen Reyes Lozano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But Did they hyphenate it when you were in school? They actually thought Reyes was my middle name. Oh, okay, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> so like, see, in our district, they're always hyphenated. I was yep, like, that's yep. not a hyphenated name. Yeah. That's two last that's names. names. I mean, it's just so, you know, a name is just the basic of the basis of like your identity and yeah, who no you doubt. are no and doubt. so I've struggled with this for past however many years yep. you know um just trying to say like being Latino enough and yeah. confident enough because being an immigrant you know I'm an undocumented immigrant and being that you always were told to assimilate yeah and to assimilate yep. and so even throughout school it was just Karen Reyes Karen Reyes I yep. dropped off my mom's last name yep yeah yep. you know and even with that, like now I'm finally being more comfortable and like my Latinidad and, yeah. you know, to where I, I'll, you know, I'll be talking in English and then all of a sudden some Spanish words come out. I'm like, you know what? Deal with it. This Deal is how I'm, yep, you yep, know, this yep, is how I'm yep, talking. Yep. But I still, the one barrier I have not come, you know, to be able to face yet, maybe some therapy will help with this <laughs> in the future, is to be like just proud and say, my name is Karen Reyes, yep. you know, but... Yep, yep. I think it's just the mentality, and I'm sure Definitely. millions of students are go across the country yep, are going yep. through with this. Like, should I say no? My name is Karen, or yeah. should I just go ahead and let it go just and take care? Yep, yep, yep. And I rolled with it. It's been more than 20 years, yeah. and it's I've still rolled with it. So yeah. I think it's a process, and I'm not saying everyone should just sure. be all out. You know, it's a process, and it's a very personal process. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, we had that conversation, and yeah. even right now, my Karen. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Karen. Well, it's, it's, it's like a process, right? And I think like it like our community throughout our entire history in this country, we've done our best to become a part of the yep, society, yep, right? Yep. And to to assimilate yep. and to like in, in my family it was always kind of frowned upon to make a big scene and you know, draw attention to yourself. <laughs> yep, just yep, yep. Put your head down, do your Stay job, low, be a good baby, person. Yep, get through the day. You know, and just and, and become a part of this country because you have a right to be here. And I think there's val- value in that narrative. Um, but then there, we also risk a lot of invisibility. Yep. So, so to say that you've gotten comfortable is like a little bit of an understatement. So um, this young educator uh, <laughs> was on Wyatt Cenac's show. Yes, um, the Wyatt Cenac Holding people. court on um, on her experiences as an undocumented uh, teacher and a DACA recipient, correct? Yes. And um, also was on the New York Times. You know, so I, I have to complain a little bit. Go like, ahead. We are bringing on It wouldn't be a show if you didn't were, complain. I know, that's right. <laughs> we, this is an impromptu complaining corner. Um, so, so, like, why we got to talk to all these people who are more dope than us? That's because this is a dope conference. <laughs> this is a dope conference. A, it is a dope that's conference. Why we came? <laughs> why we came? Yeah. to get to the dope people. Uh, that's true. I'm not really complaining, like be, because I think like it's just uh, like really I'm I'm humbled, and I think we're both like humbled to be in the presence of folks who have done such incredible work, 
despite where they, you know, no matter where they started, no yep. matter what society told you you could or could not do, given your legal status. So take us through that. Um, undocumented educator, um, you're you're wearing it proud. It's a <laughs> yes. perfect Justice Monday shirt <laughs> right there, right there. We love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's rough. Yep. Yeah. You know, um, growing up, I didn't really know I was undocumented. Um, I didn't really find out until I was in high school, about my, my sophomore year. Um, you know, I wanted to take a trip for, like, spring break or something with yep. my friends, and it was down on the coast. And, you know, in Texas, <laughs> yep. you know. Yeah, the coast is... Well, I mean, you know, you can pass checkpoints, yep. or there, and there's yeah. also yeah. Border Patrol agents yep. within yep. 100 miles. Yep. So my mom just said... No, no puedes ir, no tienes papeles. I'm like, what do you mean I don't have papers, yep. you know? Yeah. And it kind of just, it hit me then. And then the next year, you're a junior, you're starting to apply to colleges. And I'm like, well, can I say crap? Well, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we, you know? we, we had Boots Riley on earlier. Okay. So, so I, I got like, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, crap. Like, what am I going to do? Um, so, you know, like I said, I went to a predominantly white schools. And, I mean, there's a still a large Latinx community and a large black community. But, um you know, schools always try to boast, you know, like this 100% graduation, 100% yep, yep, yeah. college acceptance yep. rate. Everybody yep. who graduated, graduated. <laughs> they did it. We didn't say when, but they did. <laughs> you know, and I remember I skipped class that day that everyone was applying to the local community college because I didn't have a social security yep. number. And so t- when, yeah. when, around what, what, what was the time period? Oh, that was like 2005. Okay, oh, okay. You know? So this is like right before the kind of that that youth undocumented movement really yeah. started to galvanize. So you were in high school at that time. Yeah, I mean, so I've now met some of these people that I consider kind of idols in the undocumented yes. community, like Gabi Pacheco and Julieta Garibay and Montserrat yes. Garibay. They're like, they're like my friends yeah. now, you know? And it's, I know you, you don't Glow up is real. It's, it's yeah. kind of just <laughs> surreal because I remember in 2010 when the DREAM Act was put to a vote, I was in undergrad and my plan was not really solid. I was yep. like, I'm just going to keep racking up degrees, you <laughs> yeah. know, because yeah. I, I can't work. They, they got to yep. let me yeah. stay somehow. <laughs> like, you know? if I, as long as I'm in school. <laughs> like, as long as I'm in school, you know, help my mom, you know, she's, she cleans houses to this day because yeah. as an undocumented woman, yep. you know, you, you have to work or else you yeah. can't live. Yep. So, you know, I would help her, you know, on, at the weekends and at night, you know, as I was going through school. And then 2010 came about and I was watching, you know, basically five senators say that my life was not worth it, you yep. know, that they didn't want to pass the Dream mm-hmm. Act. Yep. And, you know, now that I'm out and, and proud. At the time, I feel like that was a lot more bipartisan then than it, it is yep. now. Yeah. And yeah. That was my first real introduction into all this politics that I didn't know was going on, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Dream Act was introduced in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea about any of this yeah. stuff. And then 2010, I was like, oh, like there's stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, you know, until the election and all that to where I was like, you know what? I got to be out and proud and like just say I'm undocumented. I'm unafraid. I'm unapologetic yeah. about yes. this. So hence the shirt. Yeah. No, yes. I mean, it's such we an incredible it. thing. So I, I have the privilege of having been born on this side of, this, of the line, right? Mm-hmm. Of this fictitious line yes. that, um, that was drawn. Um, but I, you know, I'm looking at our uh, I'm looking at our uh, our live broadcast. So um, this is my wife, and this is her, <laughs> and this is her sister, and they all came here. Um, they were undocumented until um, until the amnesty in '86. Mm-hmm. Yep. And just to hear the contrast in how out 
someone like you could choose to be versus like the generation that my wife came up with is pretty incredible and like and how nobody talked to her about college no yep. like there's no there's no sort of like conversation about that and i think that y'all's generation has like has really just like i remember see the first time i saw um i, rem I remember newsweek did this story of these undocumented recent high school grads mm -hmm. who went to the border to protest yep and i was like what are you doing? <laughs> are are you are you out of your mind? They're gonna pick you know because that was kind of how we grew up around undocumented um, family members, and just to see that your generation kind of took that and said we're gonna be out and proud with it. How I young do you think I, I am? I don't know. You were in high school in my seventh year of teaching. So hold on that. Hold on that. No, I mean honestly, um, I would say that's the generation that's younger than I am. That's yeah. actually pushing me to you know to be more proud of who I am and, yeah. and being undocumented because yeah. there's no shame in being undocumented nope. but you know when I was in high school no one really you know I was first generation college and my yep, mom yep. didn't go to college my dad yeah, didn't go to yeah. college you know so I, I knew nothing about yeah. any of this and I remember the first you know person in education that I you know told that my status was the high school counselor because my mom and I needed to know what the steps yeah, to be yeah, able to yeah, take yeah, were yeah, yeah. and you know I mean, I honestly was, what, two and a half years ago when I finally said no. Like, this is it. Like, I need to be able to be out and proud about this because if I'm scared and I have DACA, yep. these kids yeah. and these, these families, kids, yep. like, probably, yeah. I mean, I, there was no DACA when I went through college. So there was no, like, oh, when I finish college, I'm going to be able to get a job. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There was also, um, I didn't know about financial aid that was available as yeah. an undocumented student, which there was. Yeah. yeah. You know, because there wasn't a lot of undocumented people. My counselor told me, you're the first one I've heard of, which I know wow. is a lie. Yeah, like, there's yeah, had yeah, to be yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one talks about it. They're yeah, very yeah. secretive. Up until, you know, two years ago, I can count yeah. them on my hand the number of people who knew I was undocumented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I get a huge, you know, how people do these days, huge <laughs> rant post on Facebook. That's right. That's right. And that was pretty much the first time, like, friends that I've known since second grade oh, wow. realized, like, I was undocumented. And they're like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And it's our personal stories and our personal narratives that change minds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's the thing that gets lost because we expect folks like myself to tell our stories. Yep. But at the same time, we shouldn't have to humanize ourselves to yes, people. Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't yeah. have to. That's yeah. right. That's but right. we do have to because and so if we don't, we are this other thing for people and they can just vote down our, you know. That's right. It, it, it's it's not a real thing. Exactly. It's, it's, and that's the thing I think that happens with undocumented people is that we you get to know that you're like, oh wait, you're undocumented. I wait, you're. I, I didn't think that. And so it decreases that stigma. It's like, yeah. these are people who we live in our community, who we have relationships with, who we teach, yeah. who we love and care about. And, and I think that a lot of people in this country disassociate that. They are somehow really able to disassociate that um, and, and not make the connection between that these are real people that need to be human. And it's the intentional use of dehumanizing language, mm -hmm. illegal alien, yep. illegal yep. immigrant. Yep. Um, even I even think like undocumented immigrant in a way like sort of dehumanized yep. because yep. because you don't see that as a person. And yep. it also you know? puts a lot of value on a document. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You it know, really it, does. it really it does. does. It makes me think of because so we strive towards intersectionality in every mm -hmm. like way that we can. It makes me think of how 
I've tried to get my students to talk about slavery mm -hmm. and say, no, these were not slaves. These were people mm -hmm. who were enslaved. Yes. Yep. The, slavery was in, is not their identity. It's the condition that they were forced. That's right. Exactly. They're people. So, so we're talking about enslaved people. Mm -hmm. And that might be like a mouth, mouthful, but these are people um, without citizenship documents. It, exactly. That's I mean, right. I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I'm also a teacher, which comes into, yeah. you know, back yes. to your original yeah. question, yes. which is being undocumented and being a teacher. And it's rough. I mean, I remember... Um, you know, the day that DACA was rescinded, and it was September mm -hmm, 5th, mm -hmm, 2017. Mm -hmm. And by that point, I had pretty much already, you know, I had done a press conference, like, the the month before in August, yes, in front of yes. Ken Paxton, the attorney, Texas Attorney General Ken yep, Paxton's yeah. office. And that was the first time, like, the way you come out to your coworkers as yep, undocumented yeah, yes. is a press conference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like, full so out. So you yep. said something on... TV. Literally, that's how it went down. The next morning, they're like, I saw you on TV. You looked a little angry. <laughs> I was like, Oh, really? Because I was a lot angry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just a little. Oh, you clearly didn't watch the whole thing. Was, exactly. I was really angry. Yeah, and so literally the next day, people were like, okay, so I saw you on TV. What does this mean? Like, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm undocumented. You know? <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it means like I could be deported at any minute. Yeah. Um, you know, and so when September 5th happened, um, I remember it was a Tuesday. And, you know, on September 4th, it was um, Labor Day weekend. Yep, and yep. my mom calls me. She lives in San Antonio. And she's like, you know, I don't want you to be by yourself tomorrow. Like, I'll come up. I was like, there's no need. It's just a regular day, Mom. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. And I'm about to get really teary yep, right now. Yep, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I go to bed at like 830 because I'm a pre-K teacher. So I'm yes, exhausted. Yes, yes. And I just... I just hear, you know, my phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. And my mom's like, I don't want you to panic, but can you come open your door? <laughs> mom showed up. Yeah, my mom came. She drove at night where she complains that she can't yes. see. Because, <laughs> you know, Latina mom's like, no lo puedo ver. I'm like, then don't drive at night. <laughs> you know, like, Kali, you know, like she drove. No, mija, but I'm coming. <laughs> you know, she didn't tell me she was coming, so she drove in the middle of the night to be with me on that yeah. day. Yeah. Because we knew what the answer was going to be. Yep, yep, the yep. DACA was going to be rescinded. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, I remember the next day, it hadn't been announced, but we knew it was coming. And around 10 o'clock, I start getting all these texts, and I, I refuse to look at my phone. Yep, you know, yep. I just, I'm like, no, i got to be with my kids. You, As a teacher, you got to be 100%, yep, especially yep, when yep. they're little, and they kind of really feed off of your energy, yep, you yeah, know. Yep, yeah. I remember after the election, my kids, you know, I teach kids who are deaf, and they signed to him, and they're like, Reyes, you sad? And I was like, a little oh. bit. And then I got, you know, dogpiled by a bunch oh, of four-year-olds. Of course, of course. That's what my wife four. teaches uh, that same grade level, that the ECE uh -huh. kids, and hers are all English language learners. And, um, and like, just, yeah, they, they so much, like, so much everything that happens around them, like, they, they've sent, they don't understand it, but they, they sense what's it. happening. Yeah, yeah, they feel it. Absolutely. So, you know, I... In high school, it's like... Adams, what's your problem? <laughs> I mean, they do that too in pre-K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. It's fair. a little different. No, but, you know, um, so that day I just ignore all these texts and I just went about my day. But then, you know, my mom shows up at my school because we were getting ready to go to another, you know, um, press conference. And, um, you know, I broke down. Yeah. You know, I saw her and it just you know, this huge thing came about. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think I, I got my dates wrong. I came out that press conference to all my colleagues. Yep, yep. But, you know, it was very emotional. Yeah. Because at that point, 
they said that DACA was rescinded September 5th. You had until October 5th to submit your, your renewal if it expired before like March 5th. Like all these random arbitrary yeah, yeah, dates yeah, yeah, yeah. that mean nothing to no one. Yeah. Like I don't even think, you know, anyone like Jeff Sessions had no idea what the hell he was talking about. Like not he's even like, a little bit. He's not like, even a little he's bit. like, DACA, what is that? What, I'm not sure. Donuts and cheese and, you know, like, I don't I mean, think, I'm down with donuts and cheese. You know, I don't think he knew not what it was. Necessarily, but yeah. But, you know, I was not part of that group that qualified to renew. Yeah. So wow. that was going to be my last year teaching. Wow. Because my work permit expired the first day of the next school year. Oh my gosh. So, you know, you carry that as a teacher. Yeah. So for the yeah. rest of the school year, I just had this heaviness in my heart. Oh, I can't imagine. That it was just like, like I'm not going to see my kids again. And, you know, I teach special ed, so I get them when they're three, keep them in the next year when they're four, sometimes until they're five. Yeah. So we grow as a school family, as a classroom family, and to know that I wasn't going to be there in the next yeah, year, it yeah. was hard. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was just so hard. And, um, you know, through some nationwide, you know, injunctions and, you know, court decisions, I was able to renew. Yeah. But then we yeah, still the have... you're still here. Yeah, yes. but you still have all these deadlines that, yeah. Yeah. you know, on yourself. You know, my next expiration date is now April 2020. Yeah. Unless, and you know, the Supreme Court yeah, decides yeah, yeah, different, yeah, you know. Yep. So it's, you know, it's hard being an educator, period. Yes. It's hard being an educator of color, yes. period. Yep. Yes. It's hard being an educator of color who's undocumented. Yep, yep. You know, and it's just all these, you know, different parts of my life. And they yeah. come together because in the classroom, you give yourself to your kids, you know, and because you expect them to give themselves to you so that you could be open to learning. Mm -hmm. But just like with kids, you know, there's no learning going on if you're in the fight or flight mode. No, yep. that's right. Yep. That's right. That's it's right. hard. So, I mean, it's it's hard, but, you know, got to be 100% for the kids all yeah. the time. So. Well, I was going to say, you're just like your your positivity is so like contagious yeah. and it's like an incredible yeah. thing um, i just want to take a quick break and just let everyone know if you're just joining us uh we are two dope teachers in a mic uh i'm gerardo muñoz it's your boy kevin adams and uh we are talking with karen reyes um yes. from austin texas an undocumented uh teacher who is undocumented unafraid and what's the other part unapologetic, unapologetic. uh talking about her experiences um there so uh so yeah so so you talked a little bit about just the day-to-day -day, like struggle and fear and frustration and I mean I imagine I imagine you ran the gamut of emotions like daily yeah um what is it that well a keeps you in the work which, yeah. which I yeah. think like, yeah. like just hard, staying hard in the question. classroom <laughs> is like challenge enough and yet you have stepped into leadership positions you have made yourself visible you have made yourself an advocate you've made yourself a person who is identified with this movement in the education community how because <laughs> um, i'd done be because i'd be curled up like, like on the floor i'm somewhere I can't. i'd be like you know what you know what no i can't i just because i can't <laughs> i mean you just do it. <laughs> there's, there's like, and no Nike secret. is not he's not partner, you know, a partnership or anything. No, no, Sorry, this is Nike. not an endorsement. This does not constitute any sort of endorsement of any product, athletic or otherwise. They're not giving me any money. Nope, none, none. Come on, Nike. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, as a teacher, you always, you know, take experiences from the classroom, and so in February um, twenty something, I forgot. It was a couple of years ago. Um, you know, uh, we had a bunch of ice raids in Austin. Yeah. 
and it really impacted my school community. Mm -hmm. um, and we had parents calling in because there was ice in their communities and they were afraid to drive to pick up their student, you know, their child. Yeah, yeah. And they were not bus riders, so we couldn't send them on the bus. And I remember, you know, about a week or so later, you know, a lot of kids were absent the next day, but you know, about a week or so later, um, this mom comes to me and she's like, oh, hey, I'm picking up my, my child early. We're gonna go take some passport photos. I'm like, oh, great, where are you going? And you know, ignorant me. <laughs> and she told me, no, I just, if anything happens and my husband and I are deported, we want to Them make sure, to, to like... Be able to have a passport so they could come and... Well, not even that. It was just so that they could um, sign, like, a waiver or something so that a family friend could take care of their children. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, you know, in yeah. special ed, they want all these contingency plans. You know, right? all these yeah. plans that you shouldn't have to come up with, but you do. And I had this opportunity... Sorry. <laughs> I had this opportunity to... So people um, don't see this. Like, yeah. <laughs> all the, the background stuff that on goes the actual, on. Yeah, here. exactly. Live show. Yeah, so, um, you know, I had this opportunity to tell her, like, I understand. I'm undocumented, too. I didn't take it. Because I was still scared. Yep, yep. And I, I kind of carried this guilt around for, yeah, for yeah, a couple of weeks. And then after that, I was like, oh, my God, if... I'm scared and I have the privilege of having DACA. Yep, yep. Then this mom, this dad, these yep. students, like, God, they must be so terrified too. And that's what really spurred me into action. Like, no, I got to get with my union. We got to do like, I got to do more. Yeah, Because yeah. this cannot be the reality we live in. And, you know, since then, you know, we've done some Know Your Rights training, citizenship drives. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, that's um, cool. I like that. So, you know, we've done a lot of things. You know, I've gone to Washington D.C. many times and like had literal die-ins in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, around the Dream Act yep, and all yep. that, and seeing all the youth because they're much younger than I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because a lot of these kids couldn't couldn't apply for DACA in the first place. Yeah. Because it was rescinded. So, yep. I was like. I understand exactly where you're going through because there was no DACA when I was going through high school. Yeah. yeah. So some states have in-state tuition, lots don't. Yep. So for a lot of kids, this is the difference between I wanted to go to college and I can't now. And, you know, we were talking earlier about um, this image of the perfect immigrant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was, I think this was off mic, right? Uh, yeah, Where, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, so yeah, talk about that little, that sort of dichotomy yep. Of, yep. of what the undocumented immigrant has become in American culture. Yeah, I mean, so that's why I said, like, if people wanted to go to college, like, now there's this barrier because, you know, there's this image of the perfect immigrant, like, you're gonna go to college, you're gonna be a doctor, a lawyer. They literally want anyone who's undocumented to be performing heart surgery, <laughs> rescuing a baby from a burning building. To be the greatest person while, yes. while maintaining a 5.0 GPA. Yes, while maintaining and having family values. That's right. And going to church. Exactly. And you know, exactly. and not and not like flying? not dating. Is flying is you know. Did they have to fly. You know, I think that's Superman you're thinking about. He was oh, also yeah, an that, undocumented. He, he, that's person. they accepted so, him. They yeah. for some reason. He's a man. <laughs> There you go, right there, right there. He's a man. No, I mean, so there's this image, and it's harmful to to anyone yep. because yeah. you're, you know, we need to lift up more of our trades. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being a mechanic, with being a plumber. There That's is, right. there's nothing shameful. My mom cleans houses. Yep. And you know, she is very well respected. That's there right. is That's nothing right. wrong. Well, there's no question about what's important to her and the love that she has for her family exactly. and community. And so this image of the perfect immigrant is really telling kids, this is the path you need to take. Yeah. And yeah. it's very harmful. And it's a, and it's 
a stereotype, you know, just as like any stereotypes, you know, they are perpetuated and you kind of feel like you have to follow along. Yeah. And if I'm not that, then I'm I'm a problem. And yes. I feel like that plays out in a lot of our schools, right? Like, how, how many times do we see um, Spanish surname kids, uh, immigrants or not, mm-hmm. who are either in the top ten of their yep. academic-like standings, or they're just kids who aren't really doing much in school? And, and, and I think what's happened is they've received a narrative about themselves. Yeah. You're not a straight-A student, so what that means is that, you're, is that your role is to mess around and be lazy yep. and, like, and do those kinds of things. And so we kind of we watch our kids internalize those narratives about themselves. Um, yeah, that dichotomy is so dangerous. Yeah, and I mean, and I want to say that I acknowledge that I'm coming from a place of privilege, even though I'm undocumented. Yep. You know, the way I, you know, I entered this country when I was two years old. I migrated with my mom, and she's yeah. an amazing single mother. She's a yep. chingona. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> yes. You know, but my story of immigration is, is vastly different from a lot of folks. And, you know, hearing this multitude of stories from a lot of young folks, um, it really does tell me, like, you come from a place of privilege. How are you going to do better? And it's giving them the space if they feel comfortable to share their stories and share their truths. And, you know, I also acknowledge that I'm coming from from a place of privilege. Like, I was able to get my bachelor's. I got my master's. And, you know... I'm a teacher, you know, it's a, it's not really a respected profession, but you know. <laughs> but it's so Which, important it really and is. it's so visible and like exactly. y- these parents have to like. Like would people look at me differently if I, you know, worked at McDonald's or something? Not that right. there's anything wrong with that. Right, right. But, but there's, a, there's a value that society places exactly. on, on, on like service work and yep. like yep. labor yep. and that yep. kind when, of thing. When honestly, we're all just human. We all deserve dignity and respect no matter what you do, who you are. That just, I mean, it just, it, it just like gets back to what, what Boots was saying earlier about how the only use we have for people is what they can contribute to an industrial capitalist system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so given I'm on this like, like tear down capitalism thing <laughs> yes. right now, yes. but, but like, but, but given what capitalism needs, it's not, it's unsurprising that these, that this is what we at, value. It looks yeah. at people as commodities. I remember I, what do you offer? Yeah. It's like a transaction versus a being. Yeah. It, that's, that's, right? a, it's a transaction. Yeah. We engage in, in financial transactions in, in, in a capitalist system. So current, how has you, how has your coming out as an undocumented person impacted your students? How do you see that impacting your students, your families? Uh, You talked a little bit about some of your colleagues, but I really, (laughs) your students and the family. I mean, so keep in mind, I teach like four-year-olds. Right, right. So, I mean, I think... They're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think they really understand. Um, You know, given in mind that they're also deaf, so their language levels are vastly different. But, you know, I think it's just impacted them in the way that I now have this weight lifted off my shoulders. I mean, I'm not going to say that everything's lifted off my shoulders because I still carry like, oh, hi, deportation, you know, on this shoulder. And, you know, it could be jail on this shoulder for all, you know, because, you know, they like to lock up brown and black bodies. They sure do. They sure do. There's a teeming... Teaming det- there's yep. a teeming yep. detention industry right now that is making a lot of people a lot of money. Exactly. Um, I think the relationship with families, you know, I haven't had a family more recently that I've had to, you know, had that connection yep, yep, with. Yep, yep. Um, but I think that now I'm personally more open to it, to where if I get a family who 
is from a mixed status home and they might be undocumented. You know, the parents, like, I would be more comfortable saying, I understand, here are some resources, you know, let's talk about this, what can I do? What can, you know, what can you do for your community, for yourself? You know, because what you want is for people to um, come up next to you. You want to yep. pull up people yep. b beside you, mm -hmm. not behind you. Yeah. And the way you do that is through sharing our, nar our narratives. Yeah. So I think the way it's impacted just being out about this is, that I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, here I am. I'm here <laughs> exactly. to stay. Like, exactly. you know. That's it. And, and the more you do that, the more you empower others to say, you know, maybe I can do that. And what that does is it normalizes and humanizes yeah. the people that we call undocumented. Which I will also say to that is that people shouldn't feel like they have to, that they're forced to come out as undocumented Correct. because yeah, it's a safety issue absolutely. too. So, like, you know, if there if it's in a safe place. Let's make sure that, you know. Yeah. That they, that I, th I think we just got handed some announcements. I think so, yes. too. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, we'll, we'll do those in a little bit. Um, so I just want to. Production notes. So my, my wife says, yes, share our narrative. That's a, that's a really <laughs> yes. powerful thing yes. uh, that we're hearing right there. So um, this is a conference on racial and social justice. Um, what is it? What should all of our communities be doing um, to mobilize in support of children being held in detention? That's right. Of people who are kind of living with that deportation, incarceration, like those dual... It's not, it's not even like an angel and a no, devil. It's, it's like a devil and a devil. It's like you got two devils on your shoulders, right? Um, what, what, do we, what, what do people in our community of teachers and in our communities, our activist communities in general at large, what do we do in order to further the conversation about normalizing the status of undocumented people? So I have prepared a 375-page slideshow Let's about do this. it. <laughs> All right, y'all, get comfortable. We're going to watch the slideshow right now, PowerPoint. No, I mean, I think first is, you know, we have to address that there are raids coming. Yes, so, no doubt. So first we no have doubt. to, you know, we have to provide our communities with know your rights training. Yeah. Like this is yep. the first thing that should be happening. And these are nationwide. Like yes. there are know your rights trainings yeah. everywhere. There's yeah. stuff that's being shared on social media. Exactly. And so state by state, these might look a little different. You know, in Texas, we have this horrific law called SB4, Senate Bill 4, which was passed about two years ago. It's basically a show me your papers law. Yes, yes. Which we saw in Arizona. That is really yep. terrific. Yep. You know, because, you know, <laughs> Texas sees something and they're like, you know what, right. hold that's my beer. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know? We like we want to be like Arizona. That's pretty much what Texas said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, like we laugh, but it's true, right? <laughs> it's true. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but then Florida wanted to be like Texas. Right. Yeah. It's so, a trend. It's a, it's trend. a trend. And they, and they try to like uh, one, up, out, yeah, yeah. one up each other. Yeah. Like, like, I could be more anti-immigrant than you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't hate immigrants as much as we do. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so I think the first thing is, you know, know your rights training for everyone in our communities. And when I say any, everyone, I mean, not just folks that are immigrants, but yep. like teachers, yep. community organizations, because this is going to affect everybody. Yeah. You know, you might say, oh, well, my student's a citizen. Well, they might have, a, they might live in a mixed status household. So that means it could be a range of things, you know, mom's a citizen, dad is undocumented, mom's a resident, you know, it could mm -hmm. be mm -hmm. multitude yeah. of yep. things. Yep. And this does impact our classes, our schools, our communities when yeah. someone is deported. So yeah. I think, oh, yeah. first of all, know your rights trainings, because 
unfortunately, we still have, you know, what is another year or so of this administration. Hopefully we get yep. an administration change, yep. but yep. prepare for the worst and you'll yeah. be pleasantly yep. surprised. Yep. 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 Yeah. You know, um, get involved. There's so many great organizations doing work. You know, um, United We Dream has a lot of affiliates all over the country. And, you know, it's a youth-led immig immigrant yes, group. Yes. So, I mean, they have so many affiliates. You know, I think, um, I don't know if there's one in Denver, but I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there is, you know. Yeah, we, there are definitely organizations in Denver that are doing some of this work. And, and that's the other thing. So there's a lot of stuff going around on social media. Mm -hmm. um, who are some good like sources on this? Because I, mm -hmm. I think sometimes the more information goes out, um, sometimes it's not always the most informed. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes yep. it's well-intentioned, but not fully so, accurate. So I mean, who do we trust? When? National Immigration Law Center is okay. great. Um, you know, the, you know, We Dream is great. Um, Raices has some great you know, yep. information. Yeah, I've heard some stuff about Raices Texas. You know, I mean, and, and different organizations do specific right. work. So Raices is a little more about, you know, deportations and detentions and all that. But, you know, they have resources too and you yeah. know kind of so in austin we partner up with um workers defense project a lot which um they represent folks that are primarily in the in the construction industry okay. yeah. so yep. against yep. wage theft yeah. and and well, we have we have casa de trabajadores yeah. in, in denver that does yeah. a lot of that same advocacy because a lot of the folks in the construction industry are undocumented, yeah. you know, they also have this huge um, know your rights component too. Yep. And so we partner up with them. And I would say having these coalitions, these partnerships mm -hmm. is essential mm -hmm. yeah. because you can't go at it alone. No, no, no way, yeah. no you way. Can't. So, you know, um, like when we hold DACA clinics, we have pro bono lawyers come in from our, from, you know, from our communities yeah. and they really help us out. So. I think, you know, those partnerships are essential. Yeah. You know, um, now we heard that Bank of America is divesting from, you know, these concentration camps. Yep, yep. yep. So, they are concentration camps. Yes. Don't get it twisted. No, there's no debating. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> it's not a debate. It's no yeah. debating it. You know, there's no debate Don't this. Get it the people twisted. debating are probably the people that have invested in yeah, this exactly, exactly. They're like, well, but really. Like, but are they? Yeah. Yes, they are. Yes, actually. <laughs> like, they are. And then in terms of doing Know Your Rights trainings, how, how does somebody, like, so how do, how do Kevin and I go back to our school in the fall, in the fall or even before mm -hmm. that and, and say we want to do a know, a know Your Rights training here? How, how do we do that? I mean, so when you partner up with organizations, sometimes they already have, like, these presentations that they give yep. and I would suggest go to one yourself first see how it's run and then you can decide like oh I feel comfortable enough right. but also bring like a lawyer but there are people or something. who are doing yeah. the work yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. there are yeah. people who are doing this work so you know I've held them before because we've been doing this a lot but also if someone's not comfortable with that you know partner up with an organization you know some lawyers that are immigrant lawyers right now are um, stretched thin yeah but they want the but it's striking correct how, information yep. to go out. And it's striking how many of them are saying, I'll, I'll come talk. Exactly. I'll come help yeah. people. Yeah. I'll work for yeah. free. I'll do th things for people. Exactly. I mean, you're definitely seeing a groundswell of support um, mm -hmm. by immigration lawyers to provide representation and advocacy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just so much, so many good resources, and you know, I'm kind of blanking on half of them right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, would, I can definitely share them with y'all. Totally. You know, because I think this is information that more people need to know. No doubt. So, yeah. I mean, I know we're at the NEA conference, but I've come from Emerge Local. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, AFT has a lot of good immigration yep. resources, and yep. so does the NEA. Yeah. So, yep. like, their websites have a plethora of resources. Yeah. And I would encourage educators to know your rights as an educator in terms of, like, what you can share with students because I know different, you know, cities and districts have sure. different policies. Yep. Yep. Sure. yep. So, you know, some might not feel that you can share all this information, no with, you know, but others might be more open to it. Yep. You yep. know, um, I believe LA has a great website. Yeah. You know, their, their, their website on their district website is amazing. It has all these resources available. Like, Everyone should try to do that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So yeah. So it sounds like the the lesson is don't mourn, organize. Organ that's it. Yes. That's it. It, it seems I like mean, that's the theme of the day. It's 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 so sad when this stuff happens and it, and it's really heartbreaking. But um, just to know that there are so many organizing opportunities for people who directly affected, but also uh, those people on the sidelines who either are not wanting to participate or are don't yeah. know how to participate, yeah. knowing yeah. that there's organizational efforts. I mean, you know, I say if you want to mourn, you can, you can, everyone needs mourn a good a little cry. Bit. Yeah. Mourn a little bit. Yeah. You yep. know, everyone yep. needs yep. a good yep. cry. Yep. Watch Marley and me, Lion <laughs> King, you know, whatever floats yep. your boat. Whatever helps. Um, but then spring into action, you know, yep. the Supreme yep. Court decided to take up DACA. And, you know, I cried a little, but it was more like pissed off tears. Yeah, yeah no doubt. You know, but... and then immediately I was texting like th four people like saying, hey, we need to hold DACA clinics ASAP. Yep. You know, hey, we need yep. to do this. Uh, you know, let's pass a resolution. Like, let's do, you know, so immediately like I sprung into action. You know, I, I cried some pissed off tears, you know, yep, yep. like fling them at, you know, yeah. some <laughs> Let people. Let that catharsis happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, yeah. now we act. Now we act. And, that's, that's you know, um, that's another thing just before, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're wrapping up. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> At some point. <laughs> the, the Supreme Court's going to decide our yep. fate. Yep. Unless yep. this spurs Congress into action, which is very yep. doubtful because Mitch McConnell oh, is yes. another devil. A turtle. Yep. He, he's a devil a, turtle. You him a devil. He's a terrible person. I sure person. did. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I sure did. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, in yeah. Kukui. I don't <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. He is. Because he he's not letting like anything come in, and he's just, yeah. you know, scaring yeah. people into yeah. like yep. doing his little bidding and then playing his game. Yeah. So you know, this is gonna be decided, but people that can renew their DACA should renew now. And again, a place of privilege. It's four hundred ninety-five dollars yep. every twenty-something yep. month. Yep. You know. It's money that even I struggle with, and I yeah. have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming you know, up with five hundred dollars, you know, <laughs> you have a job that gives you a paycheck. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but it's just five hundred dollars that that's folks can't just come up with. Like and you said, that's every twenty-two months. Uh, it's months a, about. Well, it's a, our work permits are every two years, oh. and you have to renew four months before. Okay, so, yep. yeah, so it's totally. about every 20 months. So it's about 20 months. months. Wow. About 20 months. So, you know, and what happens, like, personally, like, I work summer school, I get a little extra of my paycheck. What yep. happens? Then, my car breaks down. Yes. You have, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, you know, things happen, and people are not going to have these funds. So I know there's a lot of organizations that are, you know, doing, like, drives. And, you know, GoFundMe has a specific yep. page with, um, the dream dream.us you know that they have pages of 
GoFundMe's for folks trying to get these $495. Yeah. So if you can, I'd say, you know, if you can give $5, get $5. Yeah. You can help out. Yep. Sharing is, you know, even just sharing mm. will help out because there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, yeah. folks that can't come up with $500, yep. you know, yep. on the fly. Yeah. You know. I mean, mo most of us can't. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, whatever little money teachers get, sometimes other things happen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, I think it's important to realize we're all human we're yep. not robots so yep. i mean treat us with dignity and respect and we don't have 500 dollars. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's it like exactly. we need a comprehensive immigration reform but right now we also need a pathway towards citizenship yep. because yep. daca was not permanent nope and it's not a solution i hear a lot of folks saying like oh we want to put daca back in place i'm like it's like no, it's not a solution no, no, we don't it is not a solution want, yeah. daca is not a, a solution. solution exactly i yeah. mean I'm grateful that I was able to work in the field that I love. Yep, yep, yeah. But at the same time, living your life two years at a time is not a good place to be. No, no, no. at all. I mean, at all. Can't even buy a house. house. Yeah, you're like, I, yeah. I, I mean, first of all, I live in Austin. Can't buy a house <laughs> anyway. <laughs> first of yeah. all. Yeah. But yeah. if you want, if you could. But if yeah. I could, yeah. I can. I'd like to be able to. Yeah. Like, I'd like to be assured that I will be able to stay in my house. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just this uncertainty that's plaguing not just educators, but students and their families. And it's it's harsh. I mean, yeah, it's it it's rough. Yeah. And it's something we, 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 it is, I think, critical that we solve, that we yeah. deal with in a compassionate mm -hmm. manner that's effective. Yeah. Right? That's effective. And I hope that, um, you know, we see a greater swell of support mm -hmm. as we see these images of the concentration camps mm -hmm. of the father and daughter who were who yeah. died trying to come into this yeah. country and that we start to understand the perspectives more. Yeah. I think given that understanding. I mean, you know, what's going on at the border and these concentration camps is horrific because, you know, I teach three year olds and they're separated from moms for the first time and they're terrified. But I'm there as a caregiver telling them, hey, she's going to come back. Yep. Like, you're OK, you're yeah. safe. These kids don't. And have with the legal responsibility to keep them safe, like oh, they, exactly. they are safe in school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's yeah, going exactly. on over there is child abuse. Yeah. If it happened That's anywhere right. else, That's people right. would be in jail. Yeah. You know, and it's also important to note that family separation is not just going on at the border. It's going on in internally. Yep, yep. And ICE is horrible. That is That's our right. kukui. That's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you grow up hearing all about La Migra. Yep, yeah. And yep. it's ho horrific. And families are being separated internally in our in, in within these borders. And, you know, I think that's why... It, this conversation is just one that I could literally talk all day about. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't want to keep just, you all here, but I can just, take no, over. But, but, you're, but they're, they're, they're just like, there's so much to be said and so much that people are unaware of willfully or otherwise. Yeah, and we don't, we don't and, hear it. Yeah, and if you hear we don't, we don't see it. Media sound bites yeah. that really mean nothing. I no mean, doubt. you know, one one last thing is as educators and especially educators that are in a union. Yeah. One thing we can do is really change policy. Yeah. You know, so make sure that there's a safe schools act yep. passed, yep. you know, for your district. That's yep. saying that there's not going to be any discrimination. Yep. 
for your your status, yep. your legal yep. status. Yeah. Yep. There's also things that you know. Um, my big dream for this coming year, or for the next few years, is working with my school district to make sure that we have some sort of immigration PD that's required, like those bloodborne pathogen videos we all have to watch. You know, that no one really pays attention yeah. to. Mandatory but, uh, reporting. Yes. Like those I mean, kinds of I wanted this to be a good mandatory one. Yeah, you know? yes, exactly. Because people, like, people, really get an understanding. Yeah, because sometimes people are ignorant about certain things, so they, you know, come with these preconceived notions about immigrants. You know, there was that teacher in Fort Worth who tweeted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yep. know, yep. and the majority of the people I speak to, they just come from a place of fear of the unknown because they don't know things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping, you know, my big idea is to work with the district, you know, and I to think more, people. you know, to educate people, yeah, new no, teachers, teachers and all educators, you know, from the front office staff to the custodians to everyone, because everyone needs to understand that immigrants are here to stay. That's yeah. right. Like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm done. It's like, get over it. Yeah. yeah. Done, you haven't gotten this yet? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Karen, for, um, Thanks for, for having just, like, just your passion and, and just sharing your story and sharing yeah. the narrative. Um, it's something that we need, we need to hear more of. Uh, so we have a way that we conclude the show. Uh, I'll ramble a little bit, and then you'll get, like, you'll kind of pick up on the signal, and then we all say together, stay dope, right? Okay. So um, for Kevin Adams, for... Karen Reyes Lozano, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am Gerardo Munoz. I am wishing all of you, no matter what side of the border, no matter what your legal status, That's with right. papers, mm-hmm. without papers, today and always to stay, stay dope. dope.